Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055-800-854-1055-800-854-1055. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Cunin and Chris behind the scenes, taking care of our business, pushing the buttons and sliding things up and down. Uh, we appreciate him here. Also, Chris in Texas taking care of us. Thank you very much. It is the 10th of July, 2021. Uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-529-7234 if you have a question. We're going to talk about uh, uh, briefly uh, what we're going to go into here is, is, is a couple of things. The, the most important thing we're going to do, did we finish up uh, Elon Musk? We, talk, we, fi- we finished that, but we're going to talk about Los, Los Angeles Superior Court. Los right? Angeles Superior Court. By the way, I think that Chris might need to up, uh, update his resume a bit there. I can see it now. It's going to be um, experience, you know, broadcast engineer, description of duties. I push buttons and slide things up and down. That's that's, exactly that's the description right. I'm looking for. It's already on there. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. All right, then we're, well, we can talk <laughs> about Kardashians at the same time. So why, why not? Why uh, not? So we're going to talk about L.A. LA court being fine. We're going to talk, talk about the Kardashians. We've got a case or no case. Uh, but before we get to that, we have a caller uh, very briefly that wants to talk about COVID-19 lawsuits. Go ahead. Uh, who do we got on the line? Then? We've got David from the Bay Area. David. Thanks, bud. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in California, and uh, a couple of your your listening area down in. Uh, yeah, you got your turn. Your uh, be careful of you. Okay, go ahead. He's got you. Go uh, ahead. I'm good. Go yeah. ahead. You got it. Good. Go yeah, ahead. I. Uh, you've got uh, you've got stations in Northern California and in Southern California, right? And uh, up in Mendocino County, uh, Shasta County, they're doing great. Uh, you know the. Uh, COVID death rate is, you know, they've lost like one person in a month kind, right. of, uh, kind of things. But down in, uh, toward Needles, uh, San Bernardino County, they are losing 30 people a day. Wow. And the uh, the radio station uh, down there is just 
constantly given bad advice. They're acting, oh, you must be, a, you know, hiding under your couch. You must be a, a okay. I don't want to talk, talk about the invectives they give you. But I'm just wondering about radio stations that go out of their way to give bad advice in the middle of an epidemic. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah okay. Th- hey, thanks for the call, David. I appreciate it, and we love uh, having callers and talking about it. That's kind of more of a political thing. I don't a liability. You're, you're talking about liability of people uh, saying things that are are not proper according to what the CDC says or according to the, what the government says. You know, I, I, first of all, we can't give an opinion on that over the air. But uh, in general, let me talk about generally the COVID issues. There's a lot of issues when it comes to COVID. There's a lot of lawsuits going on concerning COVID. One of it is. There's a lot of businesses suing their insurance companies saying they're covered for their losses for any monies that they've lost from their business um, and, and that their insurance company should cover that. But they're saying there's an exception or riders or exclusions that says COVID says, you know, that doesn't cover COVID. And I can get into that. I did a whole article on that. And then what David's trying to bring up here is what about uh, uh, people or stations? And by the way, we're over, I think we're 100 affiliates and we're not aligned with any specific radio station. We're on our own, and they just pick us up. So I don't know what radio station is saying what, David, so uh, I don't want to uh, opine on that or discuss that. But I think what David's generally asking is, what about people that give improper advice um, about over the air or, or, or even you know in the newspaper or whatever about what COVID is or is not doing? Well, here's the answer, David. It depends because guess what? There is a lot of there's a lot of information out there all over the place. As much as you want to say, oh, the, this information is wrong or that's wrong, you know, everyone's got an opinion, right? And, and as in experts, I'm not talking about individuals, but there's experts on all sides of the, the playing field. And that's in everything. As lawyers, we learn that you know, two, two experts that look at one specific accident or one specific thing or in a, a criminal case, right? Sure. They can have a completely different view of what happened in a murder case, right? No, this person didn't murder him because here's the evidence shows these experts will say that. Ballistics esper- experts, they'll, they will disagree with one another. Isn't that right, Todd? And so when it comes to the COVID stuff, there's going to be experts on both sides arguing this this is what the cause is, that's the cause. Uh, there's going to be definitely a causation issue uh, if there's ever any COVID lawsuits coming across saying you caused me to, to, to get COVID. That's going to be a difficult, uh, slippery slope and a causation issue of proving what actually, how you, did you actually contract it, right? That's what it comes down exactly. To. Great it, question, by the way, dude. It's, it's going to really – it would come down to in terms of liability. What did the radio station say? What did somebody on the radio station say? What did they say? What was the prevailing wisdom on the part of experts at the time they said it? For example, what if somebody said back in, say, February or March of last year before uh, before masks were supposed to be worn at the time? Then the expert said, well, no, masks don't need to be worn. What if the radio station said that? And then two months later, the CDC changes the guidelines. And says, okay, now masks need to be worn. Right. And then they say that. So what was said? When, when, it, when was it said? And you we know, don't apply to radio stations. Just in general, right? Yes, let's, just, not, let's not use just, radio stations. Just in, in general, it's, right. it's a very difficult to answer. And also remember this. Most shows, they have disclaimers just like we do. Right. That, you know, look, don't take what we say as medical advice. Right. Don't take what we say on Radio Law as legal, legal advice. advice. Right. There are so many variables that come into play right. um, that, 
that that's a very difficult question to answer. You also have to deal with you know the disparity in death tolls that David talked about. Right. There's also San Bernardino County versus Mendocino County might be a disparity in population density. Right. That could have something to do with that. I don't know all the facts. I don't know what the numbers are, but let me tell you, don't you? That isn't that true. It's just there's so much information out there. It's just it's mind boggling to me. Anytime someone asks me my opinion on that, I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like I'm just uh, your head spins, right? Uh, but and that's like, but we deal with cases like that. That there's so much information on a certain case, and the experts are going all over the place. I can tell you experience after experience of trials that you do trials, and the, oh, the evidence is all the way on our side, but yet. What the jury went this way, right? Or yeah. the or man, oh my gosh, the evidence isn't that good. They got better evidence than we than we did. They pre- they presented more evidence. Oh, we won, and we won. Well, you know, you just don't know what's going on. That, that that's why uh, I, I heard once from a personal injury attorney twenty years ago, and he said, you know, the reason most cases settle is because sometimes things are too important to leave to a jury. That's a, <laughs> no, that's true. And in fact, a lot of people you settle as you're walking up to the steps. But yeah, this COVID thing that's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the lawsuits and the, and the legal issues. I know the government is trying to um, pass laws and or is the middle path. I can't keep up with them to protect, you know, people and businesses from being sued from for people contracting COVID. Right. And, sure. and so that's a question. And I don't I don't know, David, that's that's way beyond my pay grade, which our pay grade is pretty low, isn't it? It is. It is uh, pretty much. But we're going to cover a case here, Los Angeles County Superior Court, probably uh, a little later on this hour, where they face some liability and it's covid related. But it's a little bit different than the cause and effect that we're talking about here. So stay tuned. That's an interesting thing, how that case. Yeah, that's going to come after the break because we've got about a minute left. But yeah, that's a great, great question. And I think a lot of people bring that up, that thing up. And, and and people have talked to me as a lawyer about that. Um, you know what what's going to be the liability of what's going to be liability of employers too, David? Not just the radio, this station. What about employers? Empl- you know, um, do, are they required to mask? Pe- pe- make people mask up? And don't forget, we talk about government. Oh, oh, you roll up, you show up to the government entity or the courthouse. They've got to do this. But what about the private businesses? It's private. It's different. So don't forget, businesses are different. Than the government, there's different standards. So when we come back, we're going to talk about we're going to do a case or no case first. Then we're going to talk about Los Angeles courts that got fined. We'll be back after this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance, 
insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800 493 6112. 1912 Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and now back to the show. Chris, people listen to us for one thing and one thing only. The only thing they care about is not just Todd and I and Denise, but they care about case or no case. Roll it. 
Now it's time to play Case or No Case. All right, now we go to Altamont Springs, Florida for Case or No Case. There was a certain man who drove an older Volkswagen Jetta who apparently had Tesla envy. One day he pulled up beside a Model 3 and banged his Volkswagen door (laughs) into it several times. But he was not done. He then took his keys, found the sharpest one, and rubbed his set up and down the side several times. And to make sure his anger was properly vented, he kicked the car several times and drove away. Again, similarities to Todd's dating life. Eerily. (laughs) (laughs) Apropos. Oh, my goodness. But this man was missing some critical information about the high-tech car called Sentry Mode. It keeps an electronic eye open all around the vehicle and rolls a video recorder if anyone comes nearby or causes the car to vibrate or rock for any reason. Uh, by the way, the Volkswagen did not have sentry mode. But the, <laughs> the police got the video and found the vandal. William Meager was arrested on suspicion of felony vandalism, but he said there were no warning signs on the Tesla saying, I was on video surveillance and didn't even know it. So he asked his public defender to try to get the sentry video disallowed. So I ask you, case or no case? Oh, good God, you're up. You're up, man. And, and, and uh, this is a criminal law one. Yes. To century. That reminds me, there was a series of commercials back in the day where it was the uh, the trunk monkey. Somebody comes up and you hit the uh, button for trunk monkey. A trunk pops up and a monkey hops out with a crowbar. <laughs> it's the people that are trying to break into your Is that car. what it is called? Trunk monkey? <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So – yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind here is we have this sentry, mo- sentry mode that takes video. And if it was video only, I don't think there's an issue. But if there was audio, maybe the guy, the defendant, can raise the argument that audio recording of my activities was made without my consent. So he might try to argue that it is some sort of violation on the part of the vehicle owner to – but if it's just video and not audio – the wiretap laws don't necessarily apply. So I am going to say this is a case, but the defendant loses on his suppression issue. He is not able to get the evidence excluded because there was no warning. If that were the case, then, well, you know, every homeowner that had a concealed camera, every, everything would be invalidated as evidence and it never is. So he loses on the suppression issue. That is valid evidence. Okay, so you say – I say it's a case, and the defendants, the defendant loses. Okay, so case. Okay. Case and the defendant loses. Ah, oh, you know what? I think I. You know what? I don't trust Cal, especially when he's not here. I don't. Usually, the best part about it, Chris, you don't know. We can look at his eyes. We can look through the uh, the glass and go, is he is he faking it or not? But you know what? Uh, he's not here. You know what? I, this just sounds. What was the guy's name again? Uh, his name was William Meager. M e a g h e r. Oh, with an H. Yeah. Okay. Ma- Meager. Meager. All right. So he's got an H in there. He wouldn't have put that one in. So it's got to be a case. <laughs> I, it would be something like M e a g e r. So I'm not doing anything to do with the law. I'm just trying to figure out the psyche of, of my producer. So uh, that's part of case or no case. So I'm going to say it's a case. And I'm going to go with uh, they cannot the, – the evidence comes in and the defendant loses. I'm going to stick with Todd. But I, I'm telling you, I have to think 
right away if whether or not this is a real case or not. But the the spelling did it. He wouldn't have spelled it that way because he would have spelled it just normal, right? Going to the ancillary facts. Yes, here, I'm huh? going okay. to the ancillary facts. So I think we've got enough time, Chris, to go ahead and what, what, we have about a few minutes we got left. About three minutes. Oh yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's okay. go through it. Let's finish it up. Well, uh, I, unfortunately, this one feels a little um, not fair to me either, and also unfortunately. Not fair to us. He You're made it both up. wrong. Oh, it's I... no case, but the reason uh, there was uh, there was such a vandal, but he's not yet been identified by the police. Oh. In fact, his last escapade was July 4th, and the police are still looking for Wait him. Wait a minute. So the and, name, and, again, was with an H? M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Mager. Meager. And yeah. he, that's a made-up name. Because if he said they haven't found him yet, he made right? it up, or either they've found the guy and they have, well, they they've found the Volkswagen and the guy's name, but he, they didn't find him yet. Oh, yeah, that doesn't. That, I mean, that doesn't feel like a fair case no, or no case to me. It is. He's right. It's not yeah. a case. It is. Well, I mean, so nothing has been filed yet. Although, but it's a really is kind of a case, isn't it? It's a case, but they haven't well, found that, him. That's why we always do the. It's a true oh. scenario, but it has not become a case. No case has been filed yet. That's stupid. Yeah, and I suppose technically that's true because you have a police report, but the DA would not file a case until they're able to file. But a don't case. forget, here's uh, the rule: observe a defendant. Ready for this? The rule is the person sitting in the producer seat gets to decide if that was fair. <laughs> fair well, or not? That is true, and since you're in the big seat, <laughs> well, it feels like it's just not a case because they haven't found the guy yet and haven't filed one in court, and that. So it's it's okay. not even a legal issue at all. Right. I, I, just, I like, think okay. that would be Cal Hunterian logic at its best. So not yeah. a case. So we get zero. We don't get zero. Anything. But we both got four points on the day. Yeah. Well, with that, that is the end of this week's case or no case. Unless there's got to be a good kitty bump for that one, Chris. Before we go out, just give us oh, a good kitty bump. Let's on, see. Just give us something that is the end of case. You're right? a whiner. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> Oh, he picks gosh. the one that we don't hear very often that is right on point. <laughs> when we come back, and we're about ready to, to you know, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Los Angeles Superior Courts fined $25,000 for some COVID-related issues. And then we're talking about the Kardashians. Uh, they have a, a judgment against a cosmetic uh, company. We're going to talk a little bit more details about that. And then we're going to tell a little more about um, Todd's dating life. Uh, which will take up pretty much the rest of the half hour. No, actually, it'll take about 30 seconds. We just lost all of our listeners the minute you said that. <laughs> and then when we're done with that, we'll end the show. We're going to do at the very end, don't forget, what do we do? We do what? Quick takes. Speaking of Todd's dating life, quick takes. <laughs> quick takes. We'll be back after this, Todd's dating life with quick takes. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com.
Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking Heart Drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. I think bread's the best. Tell not so much. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. We're back talking about uh, L.A. Superior Court. They got fined $25,000. It's not what it sounds like. Uh, it's what, and what I say by that, what I mean by that is, don't forget, there's in different states, every state's got a, uh, well, in California, it's called Cal OSHA, which is basically a, uh, a government uh, regulatory uh, department that oversees the safety of workers, right? And so what happened, there's a, a few people that died in the Los Angeles Superior Court uh, from COVID. Um, that Those are the allegations. Um, and uh, apparently that uh, Cal OSHA came in and fined him $25,000. But what was the reason? Yeah, so the, the thing to remember here is when we talk about COVID litigation in the terms of people being sued. Oh, I got COVID and your business didn't have a lockdown. The big question there is causation. Did your going to that business cause you to get COVID that later resulted in, you know, a, a person's death or, or serious medical harm? That's not what's really going on with the Cal OSHA. It's not a cause and effect thing. In Cal OSHA, with the Occupational Safety Health Administration, if you're an employer and an outbreak occurs under COVID, if there's a safety issue, if there are guidelines that need to be filed, that need to be followed, OSHA can fine you as an employer. If you fail, for example, somebody gets COVID in the workplace, OSHA says you got to notify OSHA that that occurred. We're not talking about causation. We're talking about this is a workplace condition. If OSHA says you have to have certain separation among the employees and they find out that you're not doing that, that can be an OSHA violation. So OSHA came in as a result of 
in the court system, there were some deaths. OSHA came in and looked at it and found out that when it came to the court reporters, they were being put in a location where they didn't have appropriate distancing. Some of the court reporters had tested positive for COVID. Those weren't reported to OSHA as a workplace condition. And because of the violations of reporting and workplace conditions, the L.A. County Courts had a $25,000 fine imposed on them by OSHA. Now, they can appeal it, and they say they're going to appeal it. They don't believe that that applies. But for employers in California, you just got to realize, and, and in other states as well, it's not about whether or not your business actually gave somebody COVID because of what's going on. It's about whether or not you adhered to the notice requirements. You know, you as an employer, take it out of the COVID context. Somebody could suffer an employee could suffer an injury. Say you got a business where they got conveyor belts and somebody hurts themselves on the conveyor belt and it's a and it's a serious accident, right? And let's say you have a complete defense to it. It was employee negligence, it was not the employer. If you don't report it to OSHA, you're going to get fined, not because of the accident, but because you didn't report it. Right. And it doesn't matter under most of these work uh, under these laws concerning whether you're not, quote, negligent while you're at work getting injured. It's just if you're at work, you get injured, then there's there's workers' comp coverage. You know, that's yeah. what it is. And, and so that's what this here is. It's OSHA just didn't get notified timely, and, and there were certain protocols that were not followed. That's what the nature of the $25,000 fine is. We'll see where it goes. It's just odd. And they're appealing it. Yes. <laughs> the, it's, the it's, it's just odd when you have the court is the one that is facing the lawsuit. Normally, the court is the one that sits as a judge over the lawsuit. That's but, exactly you know, right. Yeah, stranger things. Stranger things happen. And this last, usually the last half hour of our third hour, we're, we're, we're pounding through things. I, I've got it. We're going to go out of order. We're going to talk about Kardashians, but I've got to bring up, we we're supposed to bring this up a few weeks ago, but the city of San Jose, California. Again, <laughs> this is this is one of the most interesting cases. Um, and whether you agree or disagree with it, um, and whether you're conservative or liberal, it doesn't matter. It's just I'm going to call this interesting. San Jose City Council just passed unanimously uh, uh, a resolution that gun owners will be taxed for uh, help. Basically taxed to help out pay for gun violence costs for the city of San Jose. I think there's going to be a there's a Second Amendment issue here that's gonna that's gonna go forward. But uh, they're saying that gun related incidents have cost the city roughly sixty three million dollars every year. I want to look up. I know San Jose is one of the most one of the more dangerous cities in California, as in gun violence. Uh, but um, $63 million in cost. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm not quite sure what they added in as a cost for gun violence, but $63 million is quite a bit of money, but they're trying to um, make it so people who are taxed, they're saying it's going to be a minimal amount, about $12 per year, but they're going to be taxed for owning the guns, and that tax goes toward paying, um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm generally paraphrasing, but... Uh, that that money is going to go for pay, help pay that sixty three million dollars per year. I think San Jose just needs some money to help cover some some uh, costs there. Probably more police, uh, medical costs, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the interesting thing. This is why I, call, I, I find this interesting. How are you going to enforce that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't forget they don't have their own gun list of who's on the. To my knowledge. Uh, who's who, who's got guns and who doesn't? It's the federal court that does. And what about all the people that don't have them registered 
Are, do they? And, and, and the interesting thing, at least what I've heard generally them saying is they're realizing this is going to be a difficult thing to, to tax and or to force someone to tax. But I guess they're believing and hoping that just when a police officer comes upon one and find that an individual had a gun, can you show me the proof that you paid your yearly tax? And if they don't, then they can confiscate the gun or something to that effect. But that's what they're, that's what they're thinking. Go ahead, Todd. I, you know, I, I just – I think about this. Here's a definition. The definition of infringe, quote, to encroach upon in any way. And then I go over here to this other thing called the Second Amendment, which says uh, the right to bear, keep and bear arms, quote, shall not be infringed. I don't see how you can have a tax on continuing gun ownership – when taxation is often described as the tax is the ability to destroy, <laughs> I don't see how you can have a tax on gun ownership and then make the argument that it's not infringing on Second Amendment privileges. Sure, but uh, okay, I'm going to argue the other side. I'm not saying sure. what, what side. So they're already taxing when you buy a gun. There are taxes you pay on that gun. No, well, let me finish. And then you're not only that you're paying taxes on ammunition. Right, eleven yes. percent tax on it's a background check fee, whatever you want to call it. But um, they're already taxing that, and I don't think the the courts have held that as unconstitutional. But a one time sales tax or a tax when you purchase a one time tax because it is a product you have to buy it from somebody, gotcha. and that is on is different than having an ongoing tax merely to possess it after you have purchased. I see it. you're saying so. Your argument isn't isn't that they can't tax because they do tax bullets in California and they as, do tax. As, as a sales guns, tax. As That's a sales right. tax. And there's actually taxes for background checks, et cetera, et cetera. But you're saying as an ongoing constant tax to hold or – own a firearm, that's what you say maybe because, constant, because the tax is now operating as an ongoing amount that you pay to continue to enjoy the privilege of possessing that firearm. Why do I have to pay to continue to possess the privilege, to, to continue to enjoy the privilege of possessing it when it's a constitutional right and it clearly says shall not be infringed? Well, here's what's interesting, Todd, though. The interesting thing is they, they're recognizing this, that the, 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 how are we going to enforce it? And they yeah. know that it's going to be almost impossible to enforce it. And, you know, are the crooks going to come in and write, here's my, my, my money every year for, for holding a gun? But, but I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of a – and it was unanimous. It wasn't just one. It was unanimous. So I think it's more of almost a statement of the uh, San Jose you know, City Council saying this is ridiculous – Someone's going to have to pay for all this gun violence, right? Now the, now, the interesting thing is you'd like to say, well, as soon as this was passed, why didn't anybody sue in the courts to claim that this was an unconstitutional violation? How come, we, how come it hasn't gone to the courts yet? And it's because technically the issue is not ripe. You don't have standing to challenge the uh, constitutionality of a tax like this until you've actually had to pay the tax. Right. And up to now – Nobody's had to pay it. It right. just got imposed. Once it does reach the point where somebody's got to pay the tax or they lose a gun because they didn't pay the tax, where they have been materially affected by this, Correct. then somebody would have standing to then challenge it in court. That has not occurred yet. So I wonder if someone brings a gun from outside of the city of San Jose that didn't have to pay that tax, how does that work? So I guess they're just trying to – Impose it on the the citizens of San Jose, the city, right? Sounds like so. It. How's that fair about the people who are in the city of Palo Alto, just around the corner? Uh, they don't have to pay that tax yet. They can bring I don't know. They bring their guns into San Jose. I, I you know I'm just throwing questions out there. I like to just what, throw what questions do you do? out there. I want to defend myself, but stay right here. I've got to run over to Palo Alto to get my gun. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs>
sure it happens. Well, we're having a good time. Appreciate everybody being here. We've got one more segment. We are going to do our quick takes, and then uh, we're going to get into the Kardashians. We'll be right back. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, 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 car, car, car wash. Quick, quick, car wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick quack car. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. 
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. How did that happen? Is this real life? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Back again with the Three Musketeers, Chris, myself, and Todd Kunin. We are uh, doing well, and we have not run the trains off the tracks uh, without Cal and without Denise. We appreciate you being here at Radio Law Talk. Those of you who last through all three hours, you are the stalwarts. Thank you very much. We appreciate everything you do. We have some great fans out there that, that email us at info at radiolawtalk.com and are just uh, great supporters. We, again, appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, one, one final KGD uh, uh, shout-out for KGDC in Walla Walla, in Walla, Washington, and KHSS in Athena, Oregon. Oregon. Thank you for joining us. We were talking, we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian. And I, you know what? I didn't know. During the break, Todd, you and I, uh, you know, we talk about a number of things. I never knew the despair this uh, the disparity of the difference in the net worth of the three different Kardashians. It, I mean, I could see there's a difference, you know. Chloe's not as wealthy as Kim, you know, I get that or not at least is that who's that according to Forbes or what? Yeah, I think uh, ones that I saw was Newsweek. Anytime you type in celebrity net worth, they're going to bring it up and tell you how much folk and and that's an estimation, but uh, the general consensus is that Kim Kardashian, five foot two, soon to be single, Kim Kardashian. Uh, sorry, Todd's I digress. A, Kim avail- Kardashian has a net worth of one billion. That's billion with a B, folks. And um, Chloe Kardashian is next in line. She is worth a paltry fifty million. So I mean, it goes from a billion, a billion to down to fifty million, and then Chloe. Wow. I don't know how she's getting by. She's only worth thirty-five to forty-five million. I, how does she feed her kids? I, I have no idea how this works. But we bring this up because there was recently a lawsuit that they filed, and, and actually, a, a lawsuit. It's recent in that it was settled, and the case ultimately determined on appeal, but. It had been going for quite some time back in the early 2000, was it around 2012, the, the Kardashian sisters, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney, they had entered into a, a naming rights and use of their likeness with a beauty care company. And what was it called here? Oh, it's one that went up, kind of went yeah, down. Yeah, and they, they, the company went defunct, and the assets of the company was purchased by another capital management group. But the Kardashians were still, still supposed to receive their 
fee for licensing and branding to the tune of about a million dollars a year, and they never got paid. So they filed a lawsuit against the company, and they prevailed, and then it went up on appeal a couple of times. And, and it, as they filed a lawsuit, it went to a nine-day arbitration process. And the arbitrator ruled in the favor of the Kardashians, and, and then they go through the appeals. And the net result of all of this is it's an $11.5 million verdict in the favor of the Kardashians. But because the defendants in this lawsuit raised such a stink and appealed and did all of this, they're on the hook now, according to the, uh, the appeals, the appeal, they're on the hook for the legal costs of the Kardashians, plus about $2 million in interest on the unpaid funds. And so, you know, the Kardashians are really coming out on top with regard to this. Well, the, the folks that really come out on top are the lawyers. It, 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 whoever right. gets whatever money, the lawyers get paid, so they come out on top. And, you know, as it relates to the net worth, so I was looking at this thinking, with regard to Kim Kardashian, wow, an $11 million verdict that she has to split three ways with her sisters. That's like me suing somebody for five bucks if she's worth a billion. But for somebody like Kourtney Kardashian, that $11 million is 25% of her net worth if it's thirty-five to 45000 right? Right, right. So, you we're know, going to follow that and see what's yeah, going on. we'll see what happens. Hey, you know, the Supreme Court is is in session, has been in session, and we've been uh, hearing quite a few uh, Supreme Court cases recently. But I just want to give you a few little uh, upcoming Supreme Court issues that they're going to be deciding. So what happens to the Supreme Court? There's appeals, and then the appeals, they decide whether or not they're going to take it. Uh, and and decide the the cases. That's called uh, whether or not they uh, deny cert. If they what's called deny cert uh, or certiorari, that means they they're not going to take it up and listen to it. And whatever happens with the appeal, appeals court, it stays. But here's some stuff coming up. I didn't realize that this case is being argued before the Supreme Court, and I haven't heard that they've that they've uh, mentioned. I, I don't think they've decided yet. Is there's a there's a Hollywood movie called War Dogs. Have you ever heard that? I've that, heard of War Dogs. Okay, yeah. War Dogs. So that's there's a big freedom of speech issue here because um, it's a big First Amendment issue because uh, Mr. Barisha, who is the son of a former prime minister, um, says that the book harmed him by falsely linking him to uh, the one of the arms dealers in Miami. That that it kind of insinuated that he he is the. Um, the person, and he sued for defamation, and uh, the court's going to, looks like they're going to take that up and, and possibly uh, look to see if whether or not that that is a freedom of speech or if it applies to him uh, in a defamation case that they're, that, that they're defaming him. So that's, that's one that's coming up, and I think that's kind of interesting. And then, and then before we end, I, I just wanted to come up. I mean, we've got a few minutes left, Chris, just a couple minutes. I want to bring up a couple fun things. What I like to do is I like to bring up some things in court that have occurred, and then we're going to get to a case or no case. I mean, then we're going to get – sorry to our quick takes. And, and, and these are the funniest little sayings that occurred. And there's an attorney that we know by the name of Sebastian Gibson that actually has just noted down some funny sayings in depositions and in court. And, and that has happened before to me and to Todd, where we say something that we really don't mean. And one of the uh, this is the funniest one. Do you have a first name, John? <laughs> and, and it's like, so the guy asks the guy, "Do you have a first name, John?" Um, and, and then here's another one in a deposition. Could you repeat that again for those who heard it the first time? It's like what you know. And there's some, another one that says, "Does your wife know about this trip?" Talking about a trip, but 
Anyway, there's some funny sayings that occur all the time in, in radio law talk we I, like to talk about. I, I like this one from a deposition. This is an attorney deposing a doctor who conducted an autopsy. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. It says, attorney, doctor, before you performed the autopsy, did you check for a pulse? Witness, no. Did you check for blood pressure? No. Did you check for breathing? No. So then is it possible that the patient was alive when you began the autopsy? No. How can you be so sure, doctor? Because the brain was sitting, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar. I see, but could the patient have still been alive nevertheless? Yes, it is possible he could have been alive and practicing law. <laughs> I remember you brought that one up. <laughs> is it, brain sitting in a jar on my desk. I love that one. Yeah, I always, I always say, the, I always talk about the case that, uh, that a good friend of mine was involved. This is an actual case where it was about, it was a criminal case. And it was about uh, whether or not a person, the person was arrested for, Basically defecating in public, right? Yes. And uh, the issue was uh, whether or not he actually did it and there was any proof of it. And apparently uh, someone saw it, called the police, and the police came out. And he was obviously not doing his thing at the time, but there was the evidence sitting there on the front walkway in front of this business. And uh, as the uh, went to court and the guy was fighting it, as of proof, you know, you prove that that was my, what it was, and that that was mine, right? And the, the, the questions and cross-examination and the questions from the judge are, are, are classic. And, you know, the first thing is, is, well, you know, the officer's like, I walked up and look, the officer, you, I could just see the officer's face and I wasn't there, but him going, really, we're going to be cross-examined about this issue. Yes, we are. So how do you know it was what it was? Uh, state, state your qualifications for identifying yeah, poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. And then, the, and then the judge said, well, I mean, and the judge opined and talked about it and said, but what about the olfactory, the smell, the thing? How do we know what it was what it was? And how do you know that he did it? We saw him pull his pants down. And that's the, this is the witnesses. But how do you know it is what it was? Uh, it was so funny to, to read all this transcript to see people. You could tell they're just scratching their head going, what? Are we really doing this? But anyway, without that, we're going to go to our quick takes and uh, roll the quick takes. Do you know where that quick takes is, Chris, that he does? No? Okay, don't worry about it. We do a thing called quick takes at the very end as we uh, finish up our show. We appreciate you being here. We want to do a quick take of just remember one or two tidbits and 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 if you if you remember those tidbits that's all we care about so go ahead and roll that that little jingle now quick takes final thoughts on some of the stories discussed on radio law talk and some we didn't get to go ahead todd well my dating life it is not like a gyroscope sad to say <laughs> my quick take is britney spears has 31 million followers on instagram Free Britney. Don't worry about it, Britney. I'm getting close. I have maybe a couple hundred thousand. I'm going to catch you. We appreciate you being here. We'll be right back in one week. Hold on. Just enjoy your week and see you at 9 to noon Pacific time. Thank you for being with us. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Good day. Bye-bye, everyone.
Powers new power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United States. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. 